people argue that religion is the root of all the world's problems. While this claim is clearly debatable, those who profess to have faith in God need to be willing to examine whether their lives and their beliefs rightly represent Him. A perceptive author has written that the world is dark with misapprehension of the character of God. Partial or incorrect truths can bind us into a kind of spiritual slavery. Join us as we explore an OCI ministry that is working to free people from wrong ideas about the character of God. beautiful island of Zanzibar has a rich and varied history. It's well known for its many exports. Unfortunately, there's a dark side to Zanzibar's history as well. In the 19th century, for decades, Zanzibar was the center of a horrific slave trade. Behind me is where slaves from the mainland were taken and then sold to slave traders. These poor individuals were ripped from their homes and dispersed throughout the region. Zanzibar is now connected with that mainland through being part of the Republic of Tanzania. The Tanzanian people are very diverse, yet they are united through a common culture and language. Religion plays a dominant role in this society. The three main religions are Islam, Christianity, and the animist or local religions, each of them comprising about 30% of the population. Tanzania is also the home of an OCI ministry called Kibidula. It is set in the region of Mafinga and located on a 4,700 acre farm. The national and international staff are united together in doing what they can to free the Tanzanian people from the spiritual slavery that comes from misapprehension of the character of God. This farm belonged to a colonial farmer uh, back in the colonial era. His wife was a Seventh-day Adventist. When this country gained its independence, he chose to return to his homeland, South Africa. And when he left, he donated the whole farm to the Seventh-day Adventist church. The church tried to do different projects here and never had much success. Finally, the church contacted Riverside and asked if they would be willing to try and set up a self-supporting mission station on Kibidula. Our goal here is to be of service to the church, to spread the gospel in Tanzania. One of the things we'd like to do is to help strengthen the existing church members in their knowledge of God um, many times it's easier for us to have a wrong understanding of how God is and, and, and the plan of salvation. And we are trying through our training programs and in seminars and our teaching to continue to strengthen church members in their understanding of God and of the plan of salvation and His love for us. At the school we have, now we have um, 80 students this year. The children who come here, they're from six years old, so they have one year preschool. 
and then they start what we call standard one, which is grade one, and then they go up to seventh grade. So the end of primary school here in Tanzania is seventh, and then they go on to secondary school. The goal with the school is to give the students a good education in English, um, because in the secondary schools here, everything is in English. And so it can be a big challenge for people. Another reason why we have this school is that we want the kids to know Christ. Every day we start with worship and we take the kids out to visit churches and villages to help them get an experience in sharing their faith with others. And I think that one of the most rewarding things about working in a place like this is to see how Christ is pulling on the hearts of these children. As Christians and Seventh-day Adventists, we know that Christ is coming back soon and that um, to have a, a successful and happy life here on earth and in, for eternity, to know Christ is the most important thing that they can do. The children that come here to school, they don't pay school fees to come here because we don't want the school to be just an option for the rich children. And so all the children, they come here for free. Um, and so the parents, which are very happy for this option for their children, they have decided that they would like to come and do this field for us. And so they're here today planting soya beans and maize. From time to time we take a few hours to cut the grass and clean the paths. And this is where they live many hours every day, every week, you know. And so to keep it tidy and, and nice, the children are participating in that. Today we're making a park, like a wooded area, where they can eat their lunch and, and things like that, yeah. The goal of the school is to reach the laymen that don't have the opportunity to go to school and get the theology training. And we have just discovered that there are many people that are church members that have got the gifts, they have the talents, they have the ability to present the gospel, but they lack the training. And so we tried to organize our program to reach basically the laymen themselves, just to equip them with some knowledge so that they can be able to reach other people. Realizing that we have many students that come even from Muslim areas, we have found some people that are gifted, that have been well trained in that area. So in every session that we have, we ask them to come, they come for a week to give that training to our people. And those that come from the Muslim areas, they get a lot of blessings. I was born into a Muslim family. From 1992 to 1998, I was trained in the laws of Islam. Then in 2006, I made the decision to become a Christian. The top Islamic leaders were called to convince me to come back, but they were unable to answer the questions that I was asking. In my studies here at Kibidula, I discovered I do not have a deeper understanding of the scriptures. But when I came here, my mind was expanded. I had much more understanding, especially lessons that had to do with the law of God, prophecy, and much more.
and this is making me more confident in what I am doing, and I know I have made the right choice. The country of Tanzania has two economic engines. The first one that usually comes to mind is tourism, with the towering Mount Kilimanjaro, the iconic plains of the Serengeti, and the long coastline with the many beaches. But it's really agriculture that is the powerhouse behind Tanzania's economy. Almost two-thirds of the Tanzanian workforce is involved in some way in agriculture. Whether it's growing crops for local consumption or export, the large tea estates, or the large tracts of timber that's used for lumber, agriculture contributes to almost 50% of Tanzania's gross domestic product. Many of the people in the rural areas, however, are subsistence farmers. Kibidula's aim is to help these rural farmers improve their agricultural skills. Many of the young people in the villages around here don't get the opportunity to go on to secondary school. And so you've got all these young people with little future in front of them. And so we've set up the School of Agriculture with the idea that if they're going to become subsistent farmers, at least they could do good at it. While they're here, they learn principles of agriculture, you know, gardening, field crops, but also principles of health and Bible classes. And we teach them English and other general subjects, math and science, and help them through life to live life more successfully even if they don't go on to higher education, but become leaders in their village, in their setting. I've been learning agriculture, especially how to care for the soil. Also, here at Kepidula, we have been studying the Bible, how to have a good life here in this world and in the future life to come. We've been studying these classes and we see their importance for getting ready for Jesus' second coming. When I leave Kibidula, my life will be different because when I go back home, I will be practicing agriculture that takes care of the soil. Before, I wasn't following the Bible, but now I will try to live my life in accordance with the Bible. You know, over the years, much of our outreach and ministry has been supported by fundraising. And in recent times, we found that the fundraising has become more difficult. The need to rely on what we can generate here has increased and put pressure on us. Since I've been here, we've had avocado trees growing and uh, we've noticed they're excellent fruit. And somehow it didn't cross our mind for many years that that could be a commercial item. There's areas of Tanzania where they grow a lot of avocados and we just never got into it. But people started to mention, hey, your avocados are, are much better. Now we have about a thousand trees planted. We do have another thousand trees in seedlings uh, getting ready to be planted. I believe that as a self-supporting institution, we always aim to support ourselves through our industry, and agriculture has not always been very good here. We've tried field crops, wheat, barley, uh, triticale in, in past years. But right now, with the possibility of avocados, we see potential there for uh, sustaining at least part of Kibidua with growing avocados. 
Another project towards self-sustainability here is the SHE project we've started a couple years ago. We have a lot of land here and even though it's not very fertile, the grass grows well. Sheep eat the grass and so the idea is that we could support quite a bit of sheep here and in turn uh, sell the sheep and support Kibidula. We started with 10 sheep two years ago and they worked out great. So then we increased it slowly over time. The interesting part has been to study into the soil fertility to see also that probably people are lacking in the same minerals as the sheep do. And uh, this might help us to develop new ways of farming so we can help the villagers improve their crops. I think working with sheep gives us uh, insight into a different culture of herdmanship, and that's the Bible culture. Working with sheep is something that makes you humble, and realizing that uh, herdmen are the ones that God has chosen to announce the arrival of Christ. I picture the same herdmen like the Messiah, you know, people with not much school education, but with an open heart for nature and for Christ's coming. Wrong images of God's character are rooted in wrong thinking patterns. Clearly, the ability to read the Bible is an invaluable aid to forming a right understanding of God's character. In a moment, we'll be exploring some other avenues that Kibidula is using to accomplish this aim. We share this globe with about 7 billion people that's a lot of people. And standing here in this busy city, it's easy to feel small and insignificant. After all, I'm only one person. What difference can I make? But the fact is, each of us can make a difference. God is calling us to turn our lives and our skills over to Him. Around the world, the individual workers at OCI Ministries are letting God use them to bring hope and healing one person at a time. You can make a difference too. When you connect to OCI, you connect to more than 80 ministries worldwide. If you're interested in getting involved in the global ministry of OCI, visit our website or call our office. We would love to talk to you. The team at Kibidula has been using a variety of tools to tear down the strongholds of the misunderstanding of the nature of God. Producing and distributing literature is one of the divinely inspired methods to bring a clear focus of who God is. The printed word I find is especially effective because, you know, long after we'll be gone, that'll still keep preaching wherever it's been scattered. Kibidula translates Christian books and health books into Swahili and has them printed at different printing presses in America and Korea and even here in Tanzania. We get one or two containers per year of books to Dar es Salaam and then it's stored near Dar 
we just built a new facility there where we can store the books nicely and it's a little bit in the country and uh, we have a person there in charge who delivers the book so whenever there's an order he makes it ready and then we ship it from there. There are about 2,000 porters in Tanzania selling our books and so uh, we're able to move quite a, a large number of books and not only is it outreach but uh, it's outreach that pays for itself. We've heard from different areas that you know, whole congregations have gotten hold of our literature and have been converted to the Adventist faith. Evangelism in Tanzania, um, like anywhere else, has its challenges. Here in Tanzania especially we face maybe half the country claims to be Muslim. There's a lot of spiritualism and witchcraft. Even within the Seventh-day Adventist Church, there's a lot of struggles with legalism. It just understanding the simple justification by faith, the simple gospel of Jesus Christ. But here at Kibidula, I think that we have been and are a light to the local community in Tanzania as a whole. Some 40-odd students leave each year and go back into Tanzania as graduates from our School of Evangelism. And they're creating companies, doing Bible studies, starting churches, spreading the gospel. Kibidula supports 35 lay evangelists, and these people are doing the groundwork, cutting-edge evangelism, you know, that we want to see. So far we have uh, 33 lay missionaries who are in remote areas. What encourages me is the heart which they have for the work. They're saying, we know for sure that God has called us will move forward no matter what. That kind of spirit is from God and is encouraging me so much that we can keep on praying for them that they can continue with the work in those areas. The One Day Church is a simple steel structure that can be put up in a matter of hours with no prior site preparation, basically. Between Maranatha and ASI, we've been given uh, about 180 uh, one-day churches so far. It's designed for people who can't afford to put up a fancy church structure. They can't even afford to put a, a roof on their own church. And so here we can come in and build a church for them in one day or in a matter of hours. And then in their own time, they can put up the bricks or the walls. The very same day after we put up the church building, they can actually start having meetings in there. They're out of the rain, they're out of the hot sun, and uh, it provides a good meeting place for them. Many people have pointed out to us that as soon as they have this church built, uh, interest increases in the church. They, they suddenly feel like they're part of a real church that's uh, you know, not just a couple people meeting under some trees somewhere. The church in general is growing at a rapid rate in Tanzania. We've hardly been able to touch the need, you know, with 180 churches. We have a stack of requests and people all over the country want churches. They can afford the bricks because they make them themselves, but they can't afford the tin. So when we come in and throw up this structure and walk away and give them the tin, they just love it. It's been a real blessing for Kividula to be part of this project because it ties us you know, close to the people out there, to the congregations. They, they, they realize there's, there's blessings coming through us by way of the One Day Church. 
they know that you, you ask Kibidula for one day churches. And once they know about Kibidula, then they ask more questions and soon they realize we have a school of evangelism, we have a school of agriculture, we have different programs going on. And it's good PR for Kibidula. The best part of building a one day church is having a congregation of people that either had no church or substandard building that they were worshiping in and to rejoice after having had a church finished for them. Up to now we don't have a campus church. We've been meeting in the community church off campus. But now we feel the time has come that we need a, a campus church to meet together every Sabbath and to draw our staff and our students all together, keep the vision strong amongst ourselves. We've just started construction on a campus church that'll be large enough to accommodate all of our staff and all of our students and visitors right here on campus. I've been the pilot here since 1994. I did the flying medical services and then uh, I got my mechanics license. So I did the maintenance as well. We used to have a medical clinic here and so we did village medical programs. About three days a week we'd go to villages and do medical clinics in the village. We weren't carrying patients but we were doing the treatment in the villages. Eventually we didn't have a doctor anymore and our medical services closed so we started just servicing our lay missionaries who live in remote places. It became clear the plane was too small for the long distances we were traveling. So then we started building a four-seater plane that can also land on short runways and if we ever got medical going again here than medical aviation. Servicing our lay missionaries again it would be easier. We could carry equipment, fly out to a village, do some things with, with the missionaries in remote places. There's been very little understanding uh, in Tanzania of the Adventist health message. Uh, many people don't understand that there actually is a lifestyle that can prevent uh, lifestyle diseases um, because even though Africa has been poor and has lagged behind the rest of the world in many of the Western diseases, it's coming at a rapid rate and uh, diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, cancer, it's, it's all here now. And so we're starting a, a lifestyle course in our training center here uh, to teach people principles of health and uh, then in turn we would teach them how to teach others. Kibidula's Bible workers carry a heavy burden. They do a lot of personal evangelism, distributing literature, giving Bible studies from home to home. In addition to this, they conduct full-scale evangelistic series, often being gone from home for weeks at a time. However, they don't labor alone. With them is the supportive and loving work of their wives. These women face special challenges. In order to meet their needs, Kibidula invites them back to the campus once a year. While here, they enjoy the fellowship of other women. They receive revival, encouragement, and special training adapted to their needs. 
we have realized that sometimes uh, men find it very difficult to work if they have got wives that don't understand what their calling is. So we thought of helping them to understand that this uh, responsibility is a teamwork. If a husband and a wife can understand the goal, the call that God has given them, then they can give support to one another, they can give encouragement to one another, and sometimes just the blend itself would make the husband get that which is lacking in himself, which the woman could do. Usually twice a year we have all our lay missionaries from different areas of Tanzania come to Kibidula and we spend a weekend with them rubbing shoulders, exchanging ideas and they tell us you know, some of the work they've accomplished and we receive their reports. This time we decided to invite their wives. These wives face challenges that are unique to their situations. These ladies have hard lives, sometimes many little children. I've seen and heard often where the lady becomes discouraged or tired and ultimately it cuts down on the husband's performance. My husband goes house to house as a missionary and gives public meetings at night. I'm very happy because even before we were married, I was doing the same work. One of the challenges I face as a wife is that my husband is doing this missionary work and sometimes there are little results. He becomes discouraged, and I have to try to help him keep moving forward. Sometimes we have struggles, not enough money or not enough things to meet our needs. But as we pray and are patient, the Lord has always been faithful. Even these meetings that are happening right now, it's like the Lord prepared them especially for me. I see the Lord's hand helping to encourage me for the challenges I have been facing over the past year. It's like He has opened a door and is revealing to me His will in how to move forward. We are humans, we are all the same, we are all going through similar experiences and one of the greatest encouragements to fellow believers or even non-believers is that they can see that there's help for that person. That person is going through a hard time and yet there's some power that he or she is experiencing and that might lead people to inquire about that or ask, you know, why can you go on? Where do you find your strength? Why is it that you can keep serving in this village when everyone's treating you with hostility? It's nothing less than a miracle to keep giving of yourself when you're not receiving anything back. And I think that is what the gospel, correctly understood, can do for you. A misunderstanding of God's character is not restricted to any one region or religion. Since the entrance of sin into this world, the great adversary of souls has been doing what he can to misrepresent God. Wrong concepts of God bring people into a dark slavery. The team at Kibidula is doing what they can to free people from that slavery using literature, education, evangelism, and service to the community. They are dispelling the darkness of the misapprehension of God. You too can be part of this great work. Wherever you are, you can reflect God's true goodness. Please visit us at outpostcenters.org to learn more about the growing worldwide work of OCI and our member ministries. To contact us, email info at outpostcenters.org 
or please call us at 423-236-5600. We would love to hear from you. For OCI Reports, this is Stephen Gravin.